to episode 31 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. So we had the pleasure of watching, uh, if you want to call it that, uh, the new Independence Day movie, <laughs> Resurgence. I was just thinking the um, same thing when you said we had the pleasure of watching it. I'm like, I'm not so sure. <laughs> so I, I actually revisited uh, the first Independence Day a few days ago, as I usually do before I go watch the sequel. And uh, I noticed some really glaring problems in that movie. Uh, there's a lot of lot of coincidences, and it uh, <laughs> um, and and we'll talk about some parallels between the two movies. But why the hell? How come when a city gets destroyed, and you have someone kind of wandering through the city, they happen upon one of the main characters, you know, just yeah. sitting there, either either crashing a helicopter or in the new movie. Uh, he's just sitting there in a boat in the middle of nowhere, and, and there's nobody alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal in the in the second movie. So we'll jump ahead a little bit. Um, spoilers, by the way. Um, spoilers, terrific. So in the second movie, it's not that big of a deal because they just the one thing I was thinking about throughout this whole movie resurgence was that holy fuck, there's a lot of side stories going on. Right. Yeah. And like they just literally just introduced those kids driving the station wagon, like right, like what is it, like 30, 40 minutes into the movie. And I'm like, who the fuck are these kids? Like, they're, you know, and then they find they find Jeff Goldblum's dad. And right. th- that I didn't think was that big of a deal because they were just some random kids driving through. But in the first movie, you know, the stripper girlfriend uh, finds the vice president who are two main two major characters or main characters in the in, in the in the first uh, movie. president's wife yeah. right which it's fucking i i don't know if what you thought and this is not sexist or anything whatsoever i just thought it was comical that she's the stripper in the first movie and then she's a major doctor in the second movie so <laughs> i thought i just thought that was funny not that it's the american stripper dream <laughs> Just just because a stripper, not that not saying a stripper couldn't do it, but I just thought it was fucking funny <laughs> that the stripper became like, a doctor. Um, it was almost like the writers were like, well, what's the most like, you know, distinguished job we could give possibly a stripper after her husband becomes like this major world hero? They're like, well, we can't make her president, but we can make her a doctor. Okay, let's go with that. Yeah, that script. and she dies in a shitty way too <laughs> yeah you don't, to even, say, you don't to... even get the close-up of like her dying you get a cg version of her dying <laughs> just the body falling yeah I was like, just oh, gets maybe a random the, cg maybe, person dying maybe someone will come along and find her body and she'll be alive i don't but it didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i was like oh I, oh you know what talking thinking thinking about vivica fox's character too so remember in the first one where they're running through the tunnel and uh you know, she runs into the side of the side of the tunnel and, you know, she has to call back for the dog. And then in the second movie, the girl has to get out of the bus and, you know, go and get the dog. And I'm thinking like both times I'm like, fuck that. Fuck dog. the dog. <laughs> fuck the ant. Like, I'm sure like we'll get like PETA, you know, commenting on this podcast. But like that happens also in um, that. Al- that also happens in uh, Zack Snyder's uh uh, Dawn of the Dead movie too, where the yeah. girl fucking goes after the fucking dog. Where in that case, the zombies don't even give a shit about the dog, and she just basically goes out and kills herself or kills the other person trying to save her. And I'm like, well, either she dies or the person who goes and saves her is going to die because anytime, as if movies have taught us anything, don't ever go back and save the fucking animal because either you get yourself killed or the person who's dumb enough to go after your stupid ass gets killed. You know, right? And the so, dog, and, and honestly, a dog's not going to sit there and get killed. It'll run away. So just yeah. let just give it some time. But that dog in that that dog in um, Dawn of the Dead was in no danger. That dog was the safest thing in that entire movie. Like that right. dog was never going to get eaten by a zombie. It's not like with The Walking Dead where the the zombies will just eat anything. In that version, yeah. it doesn't want to eat animals. Right. But anyway, back yeah. to back to Independence well, the Day. Only- <laughs> the, only, the only time I thought the dog, you know, getting killed and really bummed me out was in I Am Legend because I thought, shit, that was his companion, you know. But Yeah, that's a little bit different than, when there's nobody else around. 
right nobody else around but if if because like he was going to sacrifice he didn't even sacrifice himself to get and he was he thought he was the only person left on earth so he didn't even sacrifice himself so what does that tell you you know about what you should do and then like in the other versions it's you either sacrifice yourself or you get somebody else killed so yeah i don't know i don't i don't love my animals that much i mean i love them but not that much I'm not a I'm not a big so. animal person, so I'm always like, fuck the dog, just get into the tunnel or get into the bus. Because like there was a fucking giant, there was a giant alien coming down on that school bus with like fifty kids. That one girl was gonna get all fifty kids killed. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that that the, the characters were so nonchalant about everything. Even like Jeff Goldblum's character's like, oh, oh god, like oh that dog, you know, he wasn't like, get that your fucking ass in the bus. I would have yeah, fucking laughed. I, I would have closed doing. the door. I would have closed the door. It and took like, off. Yeah, say so like later, later, baby. Sorry. <laughs> it's either like this this random girl and this dog that I don't give a shit about who I just met or ki- or sacrifice all these fifty kids and my dad. I would have fucking drove yeah. off. <laughs> You're on your own, kiddo. Yeah, I would have been like, if this is the end of the world, it's one less mouth to feed. You're a fucking moron. I don't eat stupid people. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so anyway, so Independence Day, the first one, I mean, I remember in 96, God, it was 20 years. Holy cow. Um, it was just like a really fun popcorn movie. You know, it was it, in rewatching it, though, I noticed that there's really not a lot of action. It's a lot of buildup. And they do a really good job of building that movie up to the point where, like, the aliens come to, like, destroy Earth. But there wasn't a lot of action. In this movie, there was a lot of action. There like, was so much CG in this movie. Like, there was, there, I mean, there, there probably wasn't a shot in this movie that didn't have some kind of CG in it. Yeah. Um, there was a it was ton heavy. Of it. I'm surprised it didn't cost as much as something like, you know, The Force Awakens or something like that because there was so much involved in this i mean the whole what is it the whole like 70 percent last 70 percent of the movie is just all cg or not all cg but mostly mostly tons of special effects especially the whole giant alien part yeah and the, and the other thing that um i think we talked off air about but in the first movie there wasn't a lot of diversity and it seemed in this one that kind of did a little bit more yeah there, the first there movie was yeah yeah yeah, in the in the but, first one, there was basically the Asian guy that you get in the very beginning of the movie. Like that's the first person you see in Independence Day. You know, is, is, is the Asian guy, and then I don't think you see another Asian for the entire movie. And I think there's like three black guys. Well, well, there's three black men, one black woman, I think, and then the black kid. So there's Will Smith, the guy who's going to shoot him in the helicopter later on in the movie, and then yeah, the Secret then Service the guy. Guard. Yeah, the yeah. Secret, Secret Service guy in the movie. And then everybody else is white. Yeah, Vivica Fox and her son. Yeah, that's like true. Even mostly, even mostly the people that were killed in New York City, which is a pretty diverse city, were I think all white people that you saw getting killed. <laughs> uh, some of the best lines were kind of ruined in the second movie too. Like uh, I thought, like some of the best Jeff Goldblum delivery type sarcastic lines were kind of ruined because they showed them in the trailer. Like one of the one of the better lines in the movie was like, they always like to get the monuments or whatever. And I was like, Oh, that would have been funny to oh, save for the movie and not show. It was in the really, but it was really <clears throat> muted in the movie. Like I was waiting for that line and I barely heard it when he did it. it yeah. Just, because it there just was so much happened. explosion going on. <laughs> yeah. And, and some of his line delivery, I really felt like he phoned it in. It just really, I think that movies that are so heavily CG, you could tell because the actors don't have anything to act from to act off of. Yeah. So but it's also, delivery... you know, it's also Roland Emmerich. So, I mean, a, a good and th- good, good and bad thing about a Roland Emmerich movie, especially when you get some decent actors in it. Like for some reason, I like some of his movies. I know they're shit. Like I liked the day after tomorrow, but you got some really good actors in it. Like Dennis Quaid and you got, um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. So like, so you get some good actors in there and they kind of, somehow carry the movie between you know all this devastation and shit but it's a Roland Emmerich movie like I didn't I didn't go into this movie thinking like oh my god this is going to be the best movie of the summer like I knew exactly what I was going into and I didn't need Rotten Tomatoes to tell me that it wasn't going to be a great movie right it um it it, it's it's schlock factor it's just it's just uh uh popcorn movie so the dialogue isn't I mean some of the dialogue is kind of ridiculous and and they really tried to parallel a lot of the things from the first movie that worked. 
But I, I just wished on some level they would have done something different. Like really the only thing different they did was bring the queen in and, um, and a couple that, of other things. The fact that there was another race and that this fight is bigger than just Earth. I thought that was kind of right. cool. I didn't like the fact that they brought ah, – fuck, I don't know his name. Whatever Data's name is uh, in real life. Um, fuck. Uh, what's oh, Data? Brent Spiner. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't like the fact that they brought him back because he basically looked like he was dead in the first movie because they took that thing off and his eyes were open. Like that didn't look like he was in a coma. That looked like he was dead. So Right. Yeah, did you they pick kind up of explained fact, that away. Did you pick up on the fact that he might have – like that might have been like his, like his boyfriend or something, that scientist? Yeah, I kind of felt like there was some not vibe it, going on there. Yeah, not them. that it was a big deal, but I just thought like mm, this seems like more than what it was. I might have been reading too much into it, but it felt like it was more than uh, just a friend, um, especially with all the flowers well, every day and changing him and and knitting him that scarf that was really supposed to be a sweater, which was pretty funny. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <clears throat> yeah, I guess. And when he died, I really didn't feel all that bad, though. Like, I don't know. I was like, no. it was just kind of a... That, that was the other thing character. that I thought wasn't, you know, we just said it. I mean, you know, Roland Emmerich's films, the better ones that I enjoy have, you know, solid performances. Not solid performances, but like, I mean, Bill Pullman's speech from the first movie is still really fucking awesome. As cheese yeah. fast as it possibly could be. But so what lost it for me was some of the actors that they got here, and we'll go into this later on. They, that they got for this movie didn't do as good as a job as like Will Smith did and as, as good as even Bill Pullman, who was in the first movie. I thought his, I was like, Oh my God, they're going to try to recreate that awesome speech. Like in the second movie when he was talking in the hangar bay. And I was like, wow, that fell really fucking short. And then the new president who was trying to do the same thing that Bill Pullman did in the last movie was really bad. Um, and Jeff Goldblum wasn't, Jeff being awesome Jeff Goldblum in this movie so like that I think that was like a major reason too for me not liking this movie as much as the first one but again it was a giant spectacle of a movie where yeah, there was things in popcorn this, movie. yeah but you know what I the action in this movie and this is not me shitting on DC again the action in this movie I liked a little bit better than I did in Batman v Superman yeah um, because yeah, there's no, certain I things I didn't see. I've never seen certain things that they did in this movie. So I thought it was pretty interesting, um, uh, that way, but let's go back to, What's... uh, independence day. Cause we never, we mm -hmm. didn't do like last week, uh, last week's independence day. Um, so independence day was finished with a 61% rotten tomato rating, which isn't certified to be fresh, but it's like two points away from being shitty, like rotten. Okay. So, okay. and it, you know, not, not bad at all. doesn't have a ton of ratings, only had 59, but I think that's early on in Rotten Tomatoes uh, realm mm -hmm. that they could, you know, because the, the further back you go, you know, the less ratings are going to be able to get because it wasn't like right. that um, now, the way that it is now because there's so many people reviewing movies. <clears throat> so um, at 61%, you know, like we said, it was a popcorn movie. It did really well. I'm surprised it took them 20 years to remake, you know, do another movie. It did like seven hundred and something million dollars worldwide, didn't it? It was huge. Yeah, something it was crazy. A huge hit. It basically launched Will Smith's career too, because this was his first major blockbuster movie. And I think he actually was it. Was it this one or Men in Black that came first? I can't remember. Uh, Independence Day came first, and then Men in Black. Like he had a string of movies, and then when he hit Wild Wild West, which I guess recently came out saying he he was apologizing for it. He's like, I was too egotistical thinking that just me being in a movie, it'll be a huge blockbuster. And like, that was a major, uh, I guess, turn or something in his career where he thought, Oh, I'm not, you know, I need to start picking better material. Um, so yeah, he actually apologized all these years later for that movie. Cause it was terrible. Like I hated wild, wild west. Yeah. I, that was just horrible. Um, I can't, I don't know which one came first. Uh, yeah, so it was well, Independence Day. So Independence, Independence Day, Day came first. Yeah, so yeah. it definitely launched his career, because um, uh, he basically for like three years straight he owned like the Fourth of July weekend. Oh, big um, time! But yeah, so what for those the, three years he was the biggest movie star in the world. What's the deal though with him not being in this movie? Did they ever say why? It's like um, his presence is definitely I, missing. I don't know. I mean, they showed pictures enough of him to reference him, and whoever they got 
I've I don't I've never seen anything that that kid's been in the 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 one playing his son, um, mm-hmm. but he's definitely not Will Smith. No, like, he's so flat. Why did they get Michael B. Jordan or something? I'm pretty sure Michael B. Jordan didn't want anything to do with this film. He um, was probably doing Fantastic Four. I think he should have done this one instead. Honestly, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I guess in that case, yeah. I mean, his his career's been <laughs> taking off, um, but. Yeah, I mean, but if you if you chose to, I mean, if you before the process started, if you were actually offered Independence Day twenty years after the original, or you get to do a Marvel type film, which would you have chosen? I would have chosen uh, Black, that. yeah, Black Panther any day. Well, well, I'm no yeah. Michael B. Jordan, or 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 you mean like oh, Fantastic Four? Yeah, yeah I like guess. I, I mean, yeah, like you didn't know that it was going to turn out like that fucking bad, you know? No, <clears throat> but um. So anyway, so so the first movie, sixty one percent, did really well. Surprised that it took twenty years, and then, um, as ridiculous as the first movie is in certain things, like the fact that he can upload a virus to alien technology, like we haven't, <laughs> we have a hard enough like time getting like Apple products to work with, you know, fucking Samsung products. They don't, they don't fucking gel. <laughs> but an alien Martian race, he can upload a virus with his PC. Bull fucking shit. <laughs> I mean, how many updates did he have to do before, like, in Windows, before he could even fucking, like, you know, where did he find a piece that actually fit, like, a, like because there's so many different types of connections, you know? You got mini USB, you've got the lightning cables, you've got the 32-pin, <laughs> like, what think... fucking cable was that, did he use in the first movie to be able to upload it to the I, fucking computer? I don't... I don't know. I, I thought it had to do with embedding it in the signal, but I don't think you could even do that. No. Um, and why? Because they're like signal based. But. And ha- even if it was like, even if it was signal, f- like signal based, like how did he get their Wi-Fi password? You couldn't even read their tech, like read their language. <laughs> <laughs> like how'd they get their Bluetooth to work correctly? I, so, as, <laughs> so that's pretty ridiculous. And then the whole ridiculous thing that like Randy Quaid was like, you know, the drunken fucking the drunken pilot who ends up saving the entire world, who he's not even mentioned in this movie, which I thought was fucking crazy. Like, they don't mention Randy Quaid at all. Like, he doesn't exist. Like No, I, and he was the one who took down the first ship. He's the one that, that saved, they all went, oh, yeah, we got to do that. Exactly. It's all Will. <laughs> they all praise Will Smith. I'm like, well, what about the drunken farmer guy, the pilot? Like, what happened to that guy? What happened to Randy Quaid? <laughs> Like I think I don't know if it was like Randy Quaid's like personal stuff going on because <laughs> the like same thing that happened to his career, dude. It's yeah, like the, he's, nobody cares he, about Randy he, Quaid anymore. Yeah, he's not even mentioned in like the celebration that he was the first one to take down the alien ship who actually saved the president. So like yeah, they actually had the they actually had that general guy out there and he looked old as fuck. Oh yeah, man. but I feel like bad. I feel like what they did with Randy Quaid's character, I feel like they rewrote the history so that he doesn't exist. Kind of like, you know, when you were growing up, you didn't learn about like the atrocities that happened to the American Indians, you know, like that's what happened to Randy Quaid. He was like American <laughs> Indian in the movie. Did you just compare him to American Indians? <laughs> like he was, he wasn't mentioned one dude. He was not mentioned. He doesn't exist oh in the God. second movie. Like I he know. just, he was not mentioned. It's, it was that bad. But so as ridiculous as Randy Quaid, like, you know, flying a jet that he just learned how to fly hung over that morning. Right. Cause think about that. <laughs> Instead of a crop duster, that's yeah. quite a bit. Of so that jet. morning, <laughs> that morning he learned how to fly this brand new jet fighter hung over. <laughs> didn't, didn't uh, Bill Pullman's character say like anybody that has any kind of knowledge, like get in one of these planes and yeah, go anybody. I'm like, so, <laughs> so that's ridiculous. Right. So, oh, so, so okay. I hate, did you I know the original did you know the I have original? Hour? No, I don't. But I have a hundred hours clocked in on flight simulator. Does that give? Would I be able to fly one of those jets if I, I was uh, playing video games all day long? <laughs> I played Star Fox a lot on N sixty four. Yeah, the barrel roll, barrel roll. Yeah, I did N sixty four, and I was really good in the Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars uh, pod flying. Pod the racing? TIE, no, the Tie Fighter, the, the Star Wars Battle Pod. Oh, the Tie Fighter. I, I can fly the X-wing really well, and the Tie Fighter really well, and Vader's Tie Fighter really well. So, I probably have more experience than some of the people that saved the world in, in the first Independence Day. So, is like, uh, but but anyway. seriously, as ridiculous as that was, the original ending, 
or I don't want to oh, say yeah. original. Oh, the I, never, I don't know what it is. Okay, yeah, so the alternate or original ending was Randy Quaid still saving the world, but he did it in his crop dusting plane. <laughs> literally he he is not like so they had to have like reshot it because like you see like randy quaid like trying to f- getting in the jet fighter pilot and he almost like blows up the fucking base because he presses the wrong button and shit like that and he's like right. flying he's flying out there he puts his mask on when like uh bill pullman calls out like uh you know like eagle five or whatever he says you know f- firing the missiles and shit like that and you see randy quaid doing that but in the original ending, he's not mentioned at all. Like he's not there drinking coffee, trying to, trying to um, you know, learn how to fly the jet. He's he like jumps into his crop duster. And he, takes no, off you don't even see, you don't even see that. All you see is like Bill Pullman saying, "Is there anybody left with a missile or anybody that can do anything?" Basically, and then all of a sudden you see Rainy Quaid saying, "I'm here, <laughs> sir," in his fucking crop duster thing. I was right? able to talk to him. I have no fucking clue. That's even more ridiculous too. And he fucking flies his like crop dusting plane up into the 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 alien like laser or whatever and blows right. the spaceship up. Now I'm pretty sure <laughs> that like he I'm, I don't remember him having missiles on his like crop dusting plane. <laughs> so I don't think the explosion from a from a crop dusting plane could have like destroyed the laser. No, it just would have, it just would have phased out. And plus if you would have flown that directly straight up like that, it would have stalled out and fell back down to the ground. But, so. like, but the fact that he was flying a crop dusting plane where there's alien like UFOs flying around firing green laser shit. And then like jet fighter, like planes, you know, firing back at those alien ships. And here he is flying under the radar, basically in a crop dust, a red, Crop dusting plane, like red. As many planes as there were out there, you would have seen a red crop dusting plane. Like, what the fuck is that? And then he's just like, just all of a sudden, just saves the day. So that was the alternate or original ending of Independence Day. Oh my god, I would have thrown a candy bar at the screen if I saw that. I'd have been so mad. <laughs> I'm I glad Michael, they didn't do that. I think Michael Bay wrote that part, and they reshot it. Maybe Michael Bay and Zack Maybe. Snyder got together and did that scene. Wrote and directed it yeah. with with the uh, U ball. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what this is. This is a very expensive U ball movie. <laughs> no, it made, it made this made this movie made too much sense to be a U ball movie. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so so that, that's 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 our flashback to the original Independence Day. The current Independence Day resurgence is not doing as well as the first Independence Day. It's, so what's uh, it rated at right now? Because the other day I saw it was like 51 or something like that. What's yeah, it at right, right now? Right now it's at 34%. Um, Holy shit. Are you yeah, serious? Yeah. It's it's at 34%. It's it's not Wow. Bad. I didn't um, really think it was that bad though. Well. Um, I mean, I was entertained. I wasn't like, oh my God, this is the best thing since sliced bread. But I was like, this was it wasn't terrible. It was just goofy. It well, just had a lot of weird. It's a popcorn movie. Yeah, Complete but to give you movie. to give you some context, right? So, Resurgence has 114 reviews. So I guess a lot of people didn't want to go and see this movie. Maybe oh, wow, be more that's reviews. a lot. No, there's not, that's actually not a lot. To, in comparison, okay. Batman v Superman had 338 reviews. Okay, well, it's only the first day. So, um, but Batman v Superman ended up being 27. percent So Independence Day Resurgence. Um, with all those like n- not really great actors in it, still is in a better film than <laughs> than Batman v Superman, according to I, I guess so. I still I still think that twenty seven percent for Batman v Superman is really low. I think I'd still say it's in the fifty fifty to fifty five range for me. But I think because that movie was so. I mean, so many people were excited about that movie. I think it was rated so low because of their expectations were just crushed. Yeah. And I, I think that's why they rated it low. It's more of like, I'm so pissed off at this movie. I'm going to give it a bad rating, whatever. But I didn't think this movie was 34%. If I had to grade it, I'd still say it was like 50. It's still not You're talking, about, resur- you're talking about resurgence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Resurgence. Um, I think it was like yeah, 50. Yeah. I, I could probably say, I would probably, 
you know, I, I might even go a little bit lower um, for a couple of reasons we'll go into later. Um, okay. But um, I think 34 is kind of low. 27 for Batman v Superman is very low. And I don't think either of us could agree with either one of them. And we'll give our ratings and stuff at the very end of this uh, episode. But so that's where Resurgence is sitting. It made how much last night? It made uh, 4 million last night, which is not a lot um, in mm-hmm. Thursday showings. So I don't really know what it's tracking. Do you know offhand what it's tracking for the weekend? I don't think it's going to break 100. No. I, I want to say 60 to 70, I'm guessing. Which is pretty low, considering they spent, like, what, 150-something million on this movie? Oh, this movie's probably $200 million. It's probably a lot of money. Yeah. They spent so. a lot of money on this thing. Um, but overseas, dude, I'm sure it's going to do gangbusters because yeah, they like this shit. You know, this, the, this type of movie is right up there with what people like to watch overseas for some reason. They love the spectacle of movie without any substance. But I'm sure... Well, I'm sure later on, once once people start seeing other movies that have the spectacle and the substance to to the movie, those those overseas numbers will start mirroring the United States because a lot of people well, don't see these type of special effects. Well, it's the trend. Um, you know, they're really gearing towards like uh, uh, China uh, because it's the second biggest audience um, in movies. Um, you know, they did have. They did have finally an Asian character in this movie that was, I thought, considered wasn't really a third tier character. She was probably more like a second or even close to a main character in it um, as the fighter pilot. And she was great. Um, she, um, was, she was okay. She didn't have a lot to do. Um, she was mainly there for the comic relief guy. Yeah, that's true. He kind of like was giddy, like googly eyed for her and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. I kind of liked her delivery. She was kind of tough and no nonsense and didn't give a shit about whatever. Well, yeah. So the, um, the, the new and old characters, let's go through the cast, right? So there's no Will okay. Smith. We already talked about that. We yep. already talked about the strip return doctor that dies five minutes into the movie. Um, <laughs> the president who I was really psyched for Bill Pullman to be in this movie again. The Me fact too. that he's got like this beard and shit. And then he fucks that all up by shaving it and delivers a really bad, you know, rah-rah speech at, in the middle of the movie, which kind of sucked. Um, yeah. The general, I thought, was going to die when he stood up. The old guy. <laughs> I forget. His, I don't know his name. Um, I forget, too. He's a pretty well-known, like, character actor or main actor and a but lot of stuff. Did, but did it not look like... I think he's like, retired. Did, okay, so you know he's, like, old as shit and there's something, like, seriously wrong with him, all jokes aside. But did it look like he went through like plastic surgery because he didn't really have any wrinkles on his face? But you no, could tell he also, how he old like he was. He looked like he had a stroke or something. Yeah, it was. Um, he didn't even have a speaking part. But I think like I thought that was kind of cool that they actually got him back. You know, to yeah. to just be there for the celebration again. He's like, can you though, just CGI me in here? I don't want to fucking go down to the studio. Like, yeah, he's like, wanna. I've seen Civil War, fuckers. Like, you make me come out here and stand up and shit. <laughs> In a fake war. <laughs> yeah. Like I've seen <laughs> No, I meant Civil War Captain America where they did the uh younger uh younger Robert. Oh Kennedy. right, right. They could have yeah. CG'd him there. I mean they CG'd Vivek A. Fox dying, they could have done that with him. Um They really treated her character like shit. That really kind of bothered me, but whatever. Well, they made her a doctor and she's in the movie. Randy Quaid isn't even mentioned and he saved the world. <laughs> Well, yeah, you don't the even president. see the kids. You yeah, don't you don't see, see any of those guys. Of yeah, none of them. Which I thought when I <laughs> first saw the station wagon, that's who they—that's who that was going to be. I'm like, oh, here we go. There's, here's Randy Quaid's kids, you know. But it wasn't them. It was just some other random people. Um, yeah, Jeff Goldblum. You mean Lee? Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. It's about um, in it. Yeah, I mean he—he he has some good—he has some good one-liners in here, but it didn't seem like the same Jeff Goldblum from the first movie, or even the yeah. same Jeff Goldblum from like the Jurassic Park Lost World. Um, Goldblum's dad, I don't know his name, but what the fuck? Like, there was no, like, he was completely useless to be in this movie. I I didn't see a reason for him to be in there. Yeah, I I didn't really see it either. They should have just, um... They don't even uh, mention the wife, like, that he got back together with at the end of the movie. No, no, not at all. Like, what happened to her? They could have said, like, she went on to other things, or... No, instead he's just like trying to hook up with that one chick, or he right, had yeah. had a relationship with her. Yeah, some on and like, off. Yeah, that was kind of weird that they didn't even mention that. 
Because that was such a big deal, like in the first movie, that he didn't take off his wedding ring and shit like that. So, I guess once you save, yeah, once you save really the world, once you save the world and you become rich and famous or whatever, you don't really give a shit about the one who divorced you. So, I guess that's what happened. No, because you get it, because now you're a you're a poonhound. You can get any <laughs> girl you wanted. <laughs> yeah, you can get any scientist you want. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then, and then of course that leads us to uh, Brent's. Uh, Spiner is his last name. Yeah, Data. Um, I just say Data. Yeah, Data. Which I can't believe they actually brought him back. Which made no sense to me whatsoever because he was he was he was dead. Like he was dead, dead in the first movie. You can't tell me that he was in a coma with his eyes open. He was dead. Wow. Because they checked they brought, his pulse. Yeah, they brought Coulson back for Agents of Shield, but whatever. Yeah, but they didn't expl- I, they explain that with a- alien technology. They checked this guy's pulse. Like they didn't. Like they just said he was in a coma. In Agents of Shield, spoilers. They used alien technology to bring him back, and it took a while right. to do it. Well, just, yeah, I don't they know. They just one-lined him alive, like saying, "Like, oh, he's he's been in a coma for twenty years." And I was like, "Well, how is he able to walk if he's been in a coma for twenty years?" Yeah, his legs would have been like um, atrophied, yeah, like seen, crazy. Yeah, you've seen, you know, Kill Bill. She was down for four years and she still couldn't walk. Right. Right. Away. Yeah, exactly. Like he would have been like like he would have been like skin and bones, basically no muscle tone whatsoever. But he's just walking around. Well, they brought him back for, and they gave they beefed up his role this time too. They gave him a lot more to do. Um, yeah, but they didn't need to bring him back. They could have gave that to somebody else. That could have been Jeff true. Goldblum. That yeah, could have been. been that could have been him. Um, and then the the new people they brought in with the new guy who plays Will Smith's kid in this one, Liam Hensworth, the president's daughter, um, and then you know Liam Hensworth's like best friend in the movie, which I don't even remember all their names, but the the fact either, that. But, uh, I, I like really that like kid. You did? Yeah, actually. I, yeah, I like the kid. I, The other guy that I kind of liked, too, was um, the – I forgot – we forgot to mention, too, the 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 Lord, the warrior guy. From oh, Africa. yeah, he was pretty badass, yeah. I liked him. And then the other dude that kept trying to follow him around. And was that the like, lawyer? Kid. Yeah, he wanted, like, fighting tips. And the guy's like, well, you got to stab the aliens in the back. That's the only way to really kill them efficiently is just go – I. I've killed many, many aliens, and he had, like, tattoos on his arms and shit. Right. Of all the kills. Yeah, yeah I, I like that them. dude a lot. I didn't mind them. Yeah. But I wasn't a big fan of Liam Hensworth's character. Definitely was not a fan of, of, of Will Smith's kid in the movie. That's because they're the stereotypical – it's the same shit over and over and over again. It's like they need to figure out a better formula or, or have a different type of character for those roles. It's the same typical – anybody could just filter in those roles, no problem. You know, they need yeah. to it, They didn't out. need to have, like, Liam Hensworth in that role. They could have They could have gotten, like, the first 25% of Green Lantern. Ryan Reynolds could have played that guy. Right, right. Or, you know, any so, other – like, or Tom Cruise probably could have played him in the beginning or end of Top Gun. Like, it's that character, only not done well at all. You right, know, like, yeah. He's uh, not it wasn't Maverick. very believable. Yeah, yeah, he's like not Maverick. Yeah. Um they tried. They tried and failed. Yeah, yeah. Not not great. The president's daughter wasn't really good. Um anyway. Um so the plot of the movie is it has the same beats. It's a little bit different, the plot. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they come back and try to basically what ends up happening is they sent out a distress signal to a queen or they might have had a queen on the mothership when they destroyed it last time, but they didn't know that. And then the other queen got it and is coming to earth 20 years later. Somehow it took them, it took, it took them 20 years to get that signal, but only two days to fucking get to earth. It's that's kind of, well, that was one of the bullshit things for me. But the other bullshit thing was when they go to Africa and you see the ship that the one ship that didn't explode, it actually landed instead right and then they were saying then they were saying that the aliens that were on board came off and like all the african people the warriors had to keep killing them to to stave them off because they kept trying to kill the humans there and so it's been a constant battle and yet jeff goldblum's character acted like he'd never heard of that before in 20 years he's like oh shit there's a there's a ship here oh shit they were they were drilling here oh well, shit. i thought that uh, was i thought that was explained away when when he, it was really quick, it happened really quick, and then happened to be one of the ones I paid attention to was was um, the fact that they were never allowed there beforehand. So they had like because they were like warlords there or whatever, 
They were never yeah. allowed to know what was going on there. And they were never allowed. Yeah, but, no outsiders dude, were allowed. But, but with all the fucking technology we have on this planet, we have satellites that can read license plates on your car. So that's bullshit. We would have saw that that ship there. Yeah, we would have saw I know, all the but stuff you're trying, happening. You're trying, to, you're trying to add logic to a movie that... <laughs> <laughs> You know, that might not have had a crop duster plane saving the day in this version, but, you know, there's still a lot of things that just don't make any fucking sense whatsoever. Yeah. Well, anyway, the ship sends a beacon out and then they show up and then you find out. <laughs> yeah, that's basically the plot right there. They sent a beacon, they show up, uh, they fail the first time, then the second time they actually get a better plan and then it ends. <laughs> That's the entire plot. Um, that's basically the first plot of the movie. They're invaded. They just like so they're invaded again in the second movie. Um, they fuck up the first plot. You knew it was going to fail because all you had to do was look at your watch or look at your cell phone and see how much longer they had in the movie. The first plot was going to fail. And then they come up with a second better plot. And then that almost fails. But they end up being triumphant at the end. If it sounds familiar, okay, so that's the first movie. Here's the here's the big flaw to the second movie though. Okay, there's that sphere, that white sphere that they find that they're like, oh, right. this is the okay. key to defeating them. Okay, right. and the queen notices the fear, the sphere, and leaves the comfort of her ship to go fucking destroy that thing. Right? How ass how asinine is that queen when she could have just stayed where she was? They were minutes away from destroying the Earth by digging into the core. She didn't have to leave the ship. She could have just stayed there a couple more minutes, shot into the core, fucked the whole atmosphere up, killed everybody on the planet, and then she could have rolled in and picked up the sphere and destroyed it. So well, or it, she that could made have had no her, sense to me. Or she could have had her billions and billions of alien planes that were attacking and going to win and defeat that base. Just go get the sphere. Because that guy with the glasses and the dude with the two machetes was not going to hold off that horde. No, and so, that's so. That was the one. I and I noticed that right away. I was like, "Why is the queen leaving her ship? She's imminent. She's about to win. Why does she need to leave the ship?" It's like just stay there, drill it to the core, fuck up the Earth's atmosphere, everyone dies, and then you just roll in and pick up the sphere. Well, that just goes you know, to show you that the writers of the second movie wanted equal stupidity on both ends. They wanted stupidity on the human side, and they wanted stupidity on the alien side. Like, well, here's the thing. If they would have look, if they would have gone into the ship and stopped it from drilling, would have been one thing, and then like fucked up the mechanics so that the the queen had to leave the ship. That would have made more sense to where like the queen's like, well, fuck, they messed up my drilling plan, so now I have to take care of this shit on, by myself. But they actually have like a swarm of ships around her to keep her. Like once her shields got destroyed, they had those ships fly around her like a tornado, so that. She was protected. I kind of like that. Thought that right. okay, that's kind of cool. But again, the the just some of the stuff that they did, the writers did, just made no sense. I was like, it was like you know, all she had to do was just sit in the ship and wait, and they would have won. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but um, no, you're gonna get you're gonna get that shit in like a Roland Emmerich movie. Like <clears throat> for some reason, I I I knew that I was going to walk into a movie that was like. I think my biggest problem with this movie was that it rehashed the, the the beats. Like when we were just explaining the plot, I mean that's literally the plot. Like they attack again, the first plan is going to fail, the second plan is barely going to fail, and that's the end of the movie. There were a couple things that were cool, this fear that you found out that it was like another you know a bigger war than what they thought definitely set it up for a sequel i i did like that i did um, like that i did like the whole sphere thing in general knowing that there was a greater technology out there <clears throat> um uh i mean i, d I it was a, I, I it was a nice like looking film you know it was an, it was mm -hmm. like a really nice look i saw it on imax again that's where i see most of these blockbuster movies but you know, it was a good-looking film. Like, it looked good. But I just hated the fact that it was, like, really predictable. I mean, I you know, again, this movie's not meant to be a thinking movie. You're just meant mm -hmm. to suspend disbelief or suspend belief in everything that you see in a Roland Emmerich film and just watch the spectacle of it all. 
Um, and he doesn't, tr- I don't think he tries to, to my knowledge anyway, I could be dead wrong, but I don't think he tries to pass off his movies as like these great, like thinking movies like that Marvel has with like civil war or something like that. They don't try to do, he doesn't try to do that. Um, no, he doesn't listen to the honest trailer people. He's like, this is what it is. It's just a spectacle. <laughs> yeah. It's just a spectacle. It's not meant to be like, oh, this is based on true shit that could happen. It's, you know, it is, it's just schlock factor. It's fun. It's like going to watch a, you know, a magician and they do a sleight of hand that makes you look the other direction. So you don't notice the, the glaring plot holes until after you leave the theater and you go, wait a minute, that was bullshit, you know? Um, but you know, I, again, like Batman v Superman, as shitty the movie was, I was still entertained. Like I was entertained with this movie and even a couple times I even had a little smile. I smirked. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I did too. And and that's, that's why like, you know, that's what I expected from this movie when, when they weren't talking, (laughs) you know, when the actors weren't acting and I would just watch like aliens destroy shit or, or humans destroy other shit and stuff like that when they were just firing at each other. You know, I got what I wanted out out of this movie. I got to see, you know, a fucking hundred foot alien in IMAX 3D, like fucking do shit that I've never seen before. So, you know, I I got my money's worth, I would say. And, uh, you know, maybe because I didn't have any expectations going into this movie because it's a Roland Emmerich movie. Um, You know, I, I enjoyed it more than I, you know, I would with high expectations like a Batman v Superman movie. Right. I think if this movie came out five years after the original Independence Day, I think we probably would have been severely disappointed. Um, I'm not sure the expectations, I'm the not expectations sure would've. would have been really high. Well, you know? yeah. Well, these characters, well, these actors would not have been in it. Probably Will Smith would have been in it and the, character, the plot would have completely changed. But um, if I don't if, think the graphics would have been as good either. No, but, no, no. The special effects were pretty spot, like pretty, pretty really good in this movie. Um, I thought the aliens looked really awesome in this movie, way better than the first one. Um, yeah, me too. Because the technology the queen, changed. The queen was awesome. I love the queen. I thought she was cool. Yeah, she, they, they all looked badass. And, and, you know, because I think in the first movie, they mixed special, like they mixed, they mixed uh, graphic, computer graphics with, um, with like real life models. Like in, in a yeah. lot of close-ups, you get like the real life alien there. But in this one, everything's completely CG'd. So they were able yeah. to add a lot more detail. So the aliens look a lot better here. The ships are a little altered, and they look a little bit. They look a lot better here. Again, it's 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 a spectacle movie. They did exactly what they meant to do with all the fucking. I mean, right from the very beginning, there's special effects. It doesn't end. There's no yeah, scene where there's no yeah. special effects. No, it's in the whole thing. The other thing that kind of bothered me too is in 20 years they rebuilt a lot of shit. I would have figured it would have took a lot longer than that, but. Well, I think they tried to explain that in a way in 20 years where, you know, that all the nations came together, I guess, except for that one African nation or that one African section that didn't want anybody (laughs) to do that. But but basically everybody came together and everybody, you know, used the alien technology, which, you know, makes sense. um, It does make sense. That they would have like flying ships like that and. Um, and guns that, you know, shoot blue lasers this time instead. So that all, that part kind of made sense. Um, but I thought, I thought there was a lot of unnecessary CG in this movie as well. Like the whole in front of the white house, in front of the, uh, Oh uh, yeah. Washington Washington monument. Monument. Yeah. The whole pool is completely gone. They didn't rebuild that. They made it like a park instead. And then there was like these giant, like Texas stadium, like fucking giant screens in there, like lined up right. all over and the first thing i thought about was like those are waterproof right because in the winter time it gets pretty shitty in washington dc like that's a <laughs> lot of tv like, screens nit- to get fucked up picking the tv screen <laughs> yeah because like you know you know me i love you know me i love like big fucking television so the first thing i think about is like those tvs would get fucked up in the winter time <laughs> <laughs> i'm giving this movie a 28 percent is that they don't, yeah, yeah, because they have they don't no, pay attention to details. Yeah, they, they have no love for, for television screens, and they just fucking leave them <laughs> out there. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, yeah, I, I thought, um, I don't know. I think overall I was, I was definitely entertained. I mean, there's definitely some parts in it that I kind of rolled my eyes at, some parts that I kind of giggled a little bit. Um, 
some parts where I went, uh, oh shit, that was kind of cool. Um, so let's, uh, nothing, yeah, let's, nothing glaring. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, there's a lot of glaring things, but you just kind of accept it because, again, it's a Roland Emmerich film. Right. But, uh, let's go over. Uh, let's let's introduce something that we talked about. Um, we've been reviewing movies for for a while, and we basically gave two thumbs up, and we thought that was kind of lame. So we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna actually introduce a new rating system. Yeah. So. If you've been a loyal listener to our podcast and you know our logo, I am on the left with a lightsaber, with a blue lightsaber. Don't sue us, Star Wars. Um, and then you are on the right with a chainsaw. Now, if you don't know where the chainsaw comes from, you might not be really a nerd, but that is from Evil Dead, um, the chainsaw yep. hands. So when we rate movies from now on, we're going to give either my ratings will be um, however many lightsabers out of five and yours will be however many chainsaws out of five. And yes. then we also, because nobody else really talks about it and it feels like all this underground stuff is going on that only people like us talk about the underground type stuff who's not the corporate media talks about it. Um, we're going to come up with a diversity rating. So yes, absolutely. <laughs> so the diversity rating needs a little, <laughs> needs a little background. So <laughs> it needs some explaining. Yeah. <laughs> So the way that we came up with the rating is if it has if it's really diverse we're going to we're we're going to say it it's it has a plethora of diversity. We'll explain this in a minute. If it has mediocre diversity, we'll say it's Jan Brady. And if it's if it has no diversity, we'll say it's Casper the Friendly Ghost. Okay. And now that I'm saying it out loud, it's even more ridiculous than when we talked about it before. <laughs> I just I like it better than stars and thumbs okay, up. So and, plethora, yeah. right? Exactly. So plethora comes from comes from the movie Three Amigos, and I got a feeling <laughs> the people that are listening to this probably know what we're talking about. It's I the hope so. scene where El Guapo is asking his henchman if he has a plethora of um, fuck. What does he say? A plethora of of something? Of pinatas. Pinatas, right? Pinatas, yeah. yeah. Would it's, you say? Would you I, say we have a plethora of pinatas? Yeah. So, so yeah. That's how. That's uh, that's how we came up with plethora, and uh, <laughs> so the middle one, Jan Brady, uh, came up with that because she was the middle child. Um, so we wanted something that represented, you know, kind of mediocre diversity. Um, yes. And I thought I thought Jan Brady was as middle tier middle child as you could possibly get. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, Casper, the friendly ghost, uh, is white as shit. So, or white as hell, yeah. or white as snow, I should say. Um, Little so, to no diversity. Yeah. Yeah. So, so since we explained that long-winded version of, you know, it probably would have been easier just to go with diversity stars instead. But we can't. <laughs> can't do I don't want to do anything easy. Yeah. We, yeah. It took it took way too long <laughs> to explain that, but hopefully. Hopefully people will pick up on why we're doing what we're doing. So anyway, so um, so let's, let's do the start? diversity. Let's do the diversity rating. Um, would okay. you say would you say this ha this movie has a plethora of diversity? <laughs> <laughs> I, I if I had if I had to say anything, I think it was more Jan Brady. Yeah, I think yeah, I think the first Independence Day was more Casper. I think this is Jan Brady. Okay. Um, I think I can what almost, I'm, I'm kind of, you know what? We need something in between Jan Brady and plethora because I'm kind of right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say maybe there's a plethora of Jan Brady in this one. <laughs> okay. That's, that's good. All right. Um, because there, there's like, you know, she, she's not the main character, but there's that Asian uh, person. There's a black person. There's a white person. Um, mm -hmm. all trying to, you know, all the pilots trying to save. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely a step above uh, the first Independence Day, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so rating wise, um, I'm well, going to give I, this. I'm going to give this like two and a half lightsabers. That's pretty much what I'm going to. What I was thinking too. Uh, two and a half uh, chainsaw arms for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, well, well, there's well, our ratings. There you go. Yeah, and that's pretty much our spoilerific review. Um, now, there is one thing though. <laughs> the, uh, 
I knew better not to sit through the end credits in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> fucking titles of internet fucking articles, misleading pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah, what, hap- what happened there? Um, well, basically it said that it was going to be like the end credit, the best end credit scene all summer, and then uh, <laughs> come to find out after that there's no end credit and the title was sarcastic. <laughs> so, did you Google that, the theater, before the movie began? I Googled it while the 10-minute fucking credits were rolling. Oh, okay. So you decided, yeah, okay, I'm just going to stick around. But you didn't read the article to find out like, no, what it was because you didn't want to be spoiled. So I sat through 10 minutes of fucking credits for nothing. <laughs> I can just see you there all anxious for the, for the end credits and there's nothing there. And you're like, what? Did you roll a tear or did you get really pissed? I was mad. <laughs> well, at least, you know, you waited long enough for people to, to disperse and you probably got out of there okay. You know, in your car, you're not yeah. going through traffic and all that shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, but they did definitely um, set this movie up for, for a sequel, you know, because of the, the last line in the movie is, you know, we go, we'll take the fight to them. And then Brent Spiner says, we're going to go and kick their alien ass or whatever it was. And then it just went faded to black. Right. So, but, uh, so that's our resurgence review. There's our independence day original review. Very quickly, quick one in the beginning and then our resurgence review. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, episode 31 of chew on this and nerds United podcast. I'm BJ Vic until next time, folks, chew on that later. Thank you.